Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Whatever you're wearing right now, Mac Weldon is better. It's a fact. Mac Weldon, you know them. They've been sponsoring our podcast for a while. It's the essential men's brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. A brand... That appeals to people like James Bond. What? Guys, I'm doing this out of my own because Matt's in the Alps right now. But you know what he's doing in the Alps? Probably wearing Mack Weldon underwear. In fact, I'd almost guarantee it. Uh, Mack Weldon's great. If you haven't been on the site, check it out. It's an easy shopping experience. There's even a Vesper polo. It's it's baby blue. So you tell me where they got that from. Oh, I'll tell you. Probably James Bond. Guys, Try it out. I recommend the silver underwear and shirts. They are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. And uh, listen, MacWeldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, keep it, and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code BONDING. You sick and tired of the same old athletic clothing? I know I am. I had the same Nike shorts for four years. And quite frankly, they were done. You know what I needed? Viore. That's right, Viore. They bring a fresh perspective to performance apparel. Design's modern, and it doesn't look or feel like my old gym clothes. Or your old gym clothes. It's all very comfortable, and it fits pretty well, actually. It's cut just the right way so that I don't feel super self-conscious. Perfect for running, hiking, or training. Uh, pretty much anything you want to do, they're great for. Even a weekend in the town. Maybe you walk over to uh, some sort of sandwich shop. Maybe you're going to go grab a coffee. But you're like, oh, I don't want to wear my gym clothes. But if you're wearing some Viore athletic clothing, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to wear it. Uh, and now Viore's offering a special deal to all our listeners. You can get 25% off your first purchase when you head to Viore. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com and you use the promo code bonding at checkout here's the show Matthews Corley and Myra Podcast. 
Hey everybody, welcome to James Bonding. I'm Matt. And I'm Matt as well. Good morning, everybody. Oh, good morning. It's that special time of year when Matt and I like to record uh, this podcast from separate rooms and Sunday houses. morning. We should be in uh, church, but we're not. We're in the church of James Bond, and thank you for worshiping with us, everyone. I am a devout believer. <laughs> I believe in uh, in cold drink and warm love. That's right. Is that what he does? I don't know. I might warm be misinterpreting. Love. Warm, warm love is both a, a pleasant and appalling term. Uh, yeah. Warm love. Warm love. Um, this is an episode that we've been talking about doing for a long time. Matt, we uh, we made reference. I think we got really into it in the, about a month back when we did The World Is Not Enough, and we were discussing the ridiculousness of the Bond, followed by him uh, shooting <laughs> the uh, hydraulic whatever for the elevator as the place where the nuclear bomb was on fire. Is it the uh, only Bond, James Bond, where there's a task in between the name? <laughs> Well, 100%. Sorry, a task completion. Yeah, because, you know, he's always doing a task uh, while he's saying it. But, uh, oh, you know what? It's not. The Dr. No one, he completes the task of lighting a cigarette. Yeah, okay, yeah. The scale is a bit different, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, so, you know, uh, he makes the pause in in The World Is Not Enough uh, where he fires the gun and then finishes his line so that was such a ridiculous moment we just were talking about these bond to james bond moments and we were wondering hey what are the best ones how many are there so many questions yeah i was surprised to find there were a fair amount of films that don't include it yeah and i think from now on those those films should not um, be canon i know they are hereby expelled but that means of course we're losing one of your favorites and mine from russia with love Oh, gone. Sorry, guys. Not canon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderball. I'm okay losing that. Quantum of Solace. Oh, no. And That's going to be good. I can't wait to rewatch that one. License to Kills on the, on, the, um, on the cutting room, on the edge there, because he gets cut off during his Bond, James Bond. So I guess, right. they, you know, A for effort. The, the intent is there. He's going to do it, but no dice. Oh, and um, you only live twice as well. He says it, and you only live twice. He does? He says it to the sumo wrestler. But I think that's edited in that video we watched. Same with Quantum of Solace. There's a couple where they're just uh, putting dubs in to make it seem like they're in that movie. Um, it's actually... Wait, I don't... You don't, you're saying it's not in that scene? You're saying that I my brain inceptioned that into being real? No, that clip that you just watched? Yeah. Puts it in. But I don't think it's actually in the film. Does that blow Matt, your mind? You're, you're like making um, me feel like I'm crazy. I'm gonna go to uh, it right now and check. Do you have that a digital out. copy of that on your? I on sure your... do. Oh, thank God. Yeah, but we'll keep talking while I'm checking it out. Oh, okay, yeah. So Matt's gonna go look up "You Only Live Twice" because in the video, the YouTube video, we we're gonna direct everyone to. Uh, no, so not you the one you along. sent me. That one's solid, but the one I sent you has some. It seems like they're trying to do one for every film, even though it doesn't exist. Like they're. Oh. Uh, kind of, but the one you sent me doesn't have. You only live twice. It doesn't. No. Uh, guys, you know when you watch these James Bond YouTube videos together too closely, uh, it uh, it really does uh, all blend together into it one does. thing that's real. Forgive us. Uh, 
Matt, do you? I don't have video on you right now, but it's okay because I have audio, and that's what's really important for a podcast. I think it's because I've got my "You Only Live Twice" up right now, and I'm scanning. Oh, okay. It. Oh, no problem then. I'm trying to remember um, when he goes to the sumo part. Doesn't he? Well, I'll, I'll look. I'll pull it up right now. As far as I have it in this uh, in this video, I will say that seeing uh, Sean Connery through the years, it's fascinating because. The video that uh, we are going to show everybody has "Never Say Never Again" in it, as well as "Diamonds Are Forever." Right. And if you and if you told me that those movies were fifty years apart, I'd believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, quite frankly, the aging that happens is remarkable. And I, I gotta say, his wig in uh, in "Never Say Never Again," I feel like they really pulled back on the wig budget. Yeah, I think it seems like that era alone. Just wig tech somehow took a turn for the worse in the 70s. I don't quite know why. <laughs> I think it's because hair was so big, you know? Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's true. And it was a little harder to pull it off convincingly. The bigger yeah, the wig, I... the the faker it looks and the harder to fall. <laughs> it's so true. That's one of the oldest sayings. Uh, that's actually on Matt Gorley's family crest. The that's Gorley right. family crest is the, the bigger the, the hair, wig. the bigger the wig, the harder the fall. Okay, I'm going to listen. Here's the scene right now. Hold okay. on. Okay. Matt's going to check out the first video we watched. Uh, big thanks, thanks to uh, Emily, Emily Schmemily who, who tweeted yesterday asking for this video, video and, and people responded. responded. Uh, that, in that was me. Oh my god, oh, yeah, you, you pulled you dusted dust. off the uh, account? I sure That's did. That's amazing, Matt. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe you still have access to such a thing. Hell yeah. Um <laughs> why can't I get my thing to play? Um maybe because you're FaceTiming and you're not allowed to do that? It might be. Oh, wait. Be quiet for a second. <laughs> I'm being quiet. Okay. Okay. What's happening? What's happening? Here it is. I know you can't hear it, but I can. Okay. This is going to be worth it because okay. Matt can hear it. What do you think Matt's doing, guys? He can't hear me right now. He doesn't say it. He just shakes He'd... the sumo wrestler's hand. Oh, well. Okay, so that's Great the job. official. If we have it now officially, there might be a, some films that do it more than once, but we're going to be talking about the primary one. Yeah. So this is uh, the video that we're going to watch to go along with this is going to be called Best of Bond, James Bond. Uh, and this is by a YouTube user by the name of James Jolly wow. Jolly Rager. Jolly Rager. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fucking YouTube name. Yeah. Uh, way to, way go. to go, Jolly Rager. J. Who has 515 subscribers. Not bad. So maybe we can kick him up a notch. Let me see what else he's making here. Uh, a lot of things in uh, Spanish, which mm. I'm, 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 I'm sure are great. Uh, okay. So the Bond James Bond, when you listen to them all together, they sound very um, inorganic, but spaced out. We're going to talk about each actor and their their attempts at it. Um, Matt, would you like to... How should we do this? Should we play them and then pause and talk about each one, or what would you like to do? Yeah, that makes sense. Why not? All right. So let's, uh, let's, take, a, let's take a quick step in here. We're going we're gonna to visit first uh, Dr. No, I believe. Mm-hmm. I admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trent. Sylvia Trench, I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. James Bond. 
Okay. All right. I'm not even going to lie. Like, that's the winner of them all. Spoiler. I mean, that is the best one. It's one of the greatest moments in cinema history. It's it's the... I mean, everything about it is correct. You have a tuxedoed James Bond. You're mm-hmm. in a casino. Mm-hmm. He is, he's just lit a cigarette, and then the f- music comes in. You have never seen it, his face to this point, either. That's so true. What an introduction of a character. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, it's teed off by Sylvia Trench, who raises that one arch eyebrow that's incredible. <laughs> I cannot get over how iconic that moment is and how wonderfully shot it is it's it's amazing it never gets old and no matter what we do just that's just my number one bond james bond by a mile and i even the second one for me is even amazing but that one's just incredible i don't think that we will ever as human beings feel as um cool as that moment yeah like what are what are other of the coolest moments in film that do they come close? Like, what can you think of that's that cool? Well, you know, I always have been partial to when Keanu Reeves says, I know Kung Fu. Oh boy. <laughs> in the matrix. No, just me. Just me. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's Indiana Jones shooting the Cairo swordsman. That's a pretty cool moment, but it's not as mm, suave. Yeah, no, it's, it's not as purposefully suave. reckless. Um, yeah, what what is as cool and suave as that? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, think of iconic uh, actors. So you got your your think of Harrison Ford, Han Solo's introduction. As we know, uh, pretty soon by the time this podcast comes out, maybe everyone will have seen a solo story, a solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's something in there that does it. Um, uh, his I know moment in Empire Strikes Back is is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But that's not an introduction. You need an no. introduction to a character. Right. Although, oh, you know, it, what is the... In the Raiders, in yeah, Raiders it good. pans down from the Paramount Mountain. It's pretty... Right? It's kind of similar because you don't see his face for a while. And after yeah. that, his guy betrays him and he shoots the gun out of his hand, he steps into the light. And that's pretty good. Yeah. That is very cool. Um, and they were go, you know, they were both such fans of Bond at that point anyway. Right. That maybe they were like, we need to do something here to one-up it. Yeah. Uh, and they did not. They did not. They missed. Guys, yeah. they failed. Because it, it's untoppable, in my opinion. Yeah. It's intoppable. Also, uh, his, it's the first time he's playing the role, and his delivery is so confident, but not oversold. It is just... It just exists as a fact. Like I'm, this is my name, and there's <laughs> like, why embellish it? It's already amazing. Uh, That's a problem. Some of them will suffer, especially in each actor's first one. You can feel the self consciousness sometimes. Well, I can't imagine having to deliver that line. I know. I well, just, Con- Connery had the benefit of never like it wasn't a catchphrase. Well, it was it's also a, just like, a line in a script. It's interesting to find out that some of these are very inorganic where no one's A, asking his name, or B, it's, have you ever introduced yourself to someone and then asked for their introduction and just started it by going, Mr., like... <laughs> no, but I, ever, I think I may start doing that. That's pretty I, good. I think, you know, it's such a, 
Yeah, it's Weird. such a pimp to get that line yeah. out. The the setups for him are sometimes pretty uh, unwieldy. But it's also interesting that it doesn't happen in For Mush With Love. And then it uh-huh. happens in Goldfinger, which you get the sense like, oh, let's do that again. But then they kind of drop it for a while. And with more, they really bring it back as a trademark. Because it's in every film. The, the Actually, trope... Get, the trope it must be very you must I've, that's a great question for daniel craig um or for even for dalton and 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 i guess who's left lazenby just to sort of go like what how are you selling that in your head how how are you not is it the hardest line you've ever done <laughs> Brosnan talks about it in Everything or Nothing, that documentary. And he talks about the uh, way, and I really feel for him when he's saying, like, there is so much to live up to, and you can't oversell it. How do you do it? You just have to go. Doesn't he say something like, okay, here I go, kind of like you're diving into a cold (laughs) pool. I mean, how else do you handle it? And I wonder how many takes they give each actor the first time. Because I would imagine each actor would be like, I need like 10 just to warm up. (laughs) <laughs> 20 to get it right and 30 to oversell it so we can walk it back you know do you think i wonder of all the actors who have taken the uh mantle um who who had the most takes who, who yes. fucked the lines up the most and i want to see the strangest takes like because you know they try <laughs> variations on him my name is bond james bond my name is bond james bond <laughs> james my name is bond james bond you know what? An My honorable name. mention is uh, in the Ali G show when he's as Ali G trying to make a spy movie, and he, <laughs> he's talking about James Bond, or I think he's playing him in the movie, but he does the quote and he goes, "My name is James, James Bond," <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny. Uh, I can't wait till we're doing uh, that. But imagine we have to get to that. We have to get to the Ali G sketch where oh, he's making man. a spy movie. Like I love we've it. done so many of these episodes that yeah. <laughs> we've we've done Johnny English too twice. <laughs> all right, um, Matt. All right, next the is ne- Goldfinger. Correct. Let's uh let's hear it, shall we? Yeah. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. <laughs> I mean, it's very quick. The, it's the a- music's coming in a little bit. It's on the balcony. He's in his powder blue play suit. They did the right thing in this in that they kind of toss it off a little, you know? He's, he's yeah, walking he's also when he does not it, even too, in, he's, yeah. he's not looking at her. He's kind of, like, occupied with what's going on with Goldfinger down on the pool deck. Well, wouldn't you be? You got to know what's going on with this guy. How is he always That's winning right. at these cards? That's My right. luck's got to change. <laughs> and he's just... He still has such a smooth delivery. Bond. James Bond. Uh you know, he's going like to be tough to beat in a lot of these. We should have mentioned uh, when we did our um, we what was our what was the podcast we did about actors odd 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 casting choices? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we should have mentioned the guy the guy playing cards with Goldfinger because he's got a very memorable sort of like oh yeah he's just kind of like a, a dentist. Yeah, he's a very memorable Miami dentist, if that right. makes any sense to anyone, it which does. I bet it doesn't. Does it? It does. It does for me, sure. Matt, thank you so much for uh, being in this journey with me. You're certainly welcome. 
Oh dear. Let's uh, let's hear now. Uh, this is going to be from uh, a little film called. Uh, this is kind of out of order, right? Well, they're going this... in order of the films, so yeah. chronologically. So, so now we go to Lazenby. But do you want to skip ahead to Diamonds Are Forever? So we just do all of Connery's. Uh, okay, let's get Connery in the way. All right, here we go. Up. Uh, see, here's the problem with uh, scrubbing through on a. Oh, I got it. Guys, I'm on my iPad. Here's this. Uh, just let me explain the situation to everybody at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm on my iPad playing this whilst recording this over the computer and uh, trying to get like the audio and everything all synced up together. It's, it, it's a bear. Um, here we go. Diamonds are forever. Who are you? My name is Bond. James Bond. Uh, as we all know, that one is not enjoyable. It's yeah, it's a little phoned in. The jazz music is interesting underneath the kind of jazzy score. There's a jazzy. What is that? Just a, like a? It's like a trumpet with a mute on it. Yeah, I think so. And he's what is he wearing? Like a terry. He's cloth wearing again, like right? a. He's wearing a terry cloth safari shirt, <laughs> like beige, right? Yeah, like a beige terry cloth safari shirt with very pointy <laughs> chest pockets. Yeah, and this is the debut of the um, the wig. I what do you think? You this is a wig you purport to enjoy, right? You think this one's good? I do think this one's good because I think it it works in the salt and pepper, so it looks a little more real than you only live twice in Thunderball, which are just real shells, brown like steady brown <laughs> shells that don't really work. Because <laughs> as you know, shell. you know this. There's hard to find evidence for this. Either way, but I'm pretty convinced that in Dr. No and From Russia with Love, he's maybe just wearing something on the back, that that's his natural hairline in front. But when you get to Goldfinger, it starts going full wig. And then by the time you get to this one, at least it's a little curlier and grayer, so it looks a little more real to me. So you're thinking he has the Ted Danson going on. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. The Sam Malone. Yeah. That's right. Do you remember that? Do you do you remember the reveal when he? I think he reveals it to Carla that he has a he's wearing a piece. Yeah, I remember that was big talk around town, you know, <laughs> and that was pre-internet, and that, that yeah, was going around I mean, junior high. Yeah, come on, and then he finally reveals it to Carla in season eleven of Cheers, oh, wow. and wow. Uh, what a moment it is for everybody. Let's ask, uh, what do you think is going on with Ted Danson's hair now? Do you think he got plugs eventually? I think so because it looks amazing. It looks great. There's because these, I think he is silver fox. You can get plugs in the back and have it look natural if your front naturally looks good. But plugs yeah. in the front, you can tell because there's more hairs coming out of one follicle. You know what I mean? Like they're little fountain follicles of hair in a fountain. <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. The, the, I mean, they probably have more expensive ways to do it now. But traditionally, the plug thing is they put more than one hair in every follicle. So oh, that's you, interesting. And they're very well, um, regularly spaced, so it's almost like a grid. Oh, well, everyone just too perfect. For the record, everyone, I want to I say it every time. On every podcast I've ever done, I've said it at least once, but when I can afford them, I'm getting hair plugs. Are you really? Oh, fuck yeah. I think yeah. your hair looks great. No, my hair's fine now from the front. It's, it's good, but like it's very thin up there. I don't know. I do have a head. I have a decent head of hair now. 
But I'm just trying to get to it, Matt, before it becomes a real problem. You oh, know? really? I'm going gracefully because my hair's thin. And you know what? I'm, doing, I'm just going to ride it out. Your hair's thin but long and, and, and silky. You know, you've got well, great yeah. hair. You've got great <laughs> no, hair. Thank you. I don't think so. You've got but some <laughs> silky hair, buddy. Well, we've really also got one of the on best hair. beards in the business, and you 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 shaved it, and now you're growing it back somehow. I'm very confused, Matt. Well, What's your I, beard? No, what is I your beard strategy? <laughs> I don't have one. I have a lack of strategy. You've got a great beard. Are you kidding? Uh, I listen. This beard is just—it's sculpted. I went with the Riker, and I've gone with it now. I've had it for—I've had it for a bunch of years. Although you know, every so often in the summer, I'll take the whole thing off. You should do a Drax. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should do a Drax. You know, we've been talking about doing a 35th birthday for Matt Myra that is James Bond themed. We should. Um, I'm that would be the summer. And, uh, you know, if we're cosplaying, maybe I'd do a Drax. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go be... as, as it's in uh, Spectre, Blofeld's little right-hand man <laughs> <laughs> with the glasses. Oh, my the God. Should I, should, I put out a, should I put out a thing? If I do, the, if, if we have this party, I sh- I'm wondering if I should just be like, uh, please no James Bonds or supervillains. I want peripheral oh, only. only. Yeah. <laughs> third level <laughs> right uh, if you're if you're curious about whether or not this person counts uh please send us uh, send me an email and i will get back to you <laughs> that's good uh okay so if we're doing all the conneries we're gonna have to now skip ahead i am going to allow the never say never again bond james bond in fair enough do you think do you think yeah, that's allowed I, th- I think that's right because he is missing three of his films don't have him anyway so he needs the assist Okay, so here we go, everybody. This is uh, Kim Basinger, if you remember correctly, is playing an arcade game. So let's let's dive in. <laughs> oh wait, I have the volume down a little bit, so I'm just gonna pop back over here, and then I'm gonna put the volume up. Oh, oh, oh. this it could go better if I had uh, more skill at running multiple things with it's my Sunday hands. It's Sunday morning. I think the people are with us, and we appreciate your patience. And Matt, we appreciate your service. I think that these people get what they pay for. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hello again. I do owe you an explanation. My name is Bond. James Bond. Hmm. It's very like uh, I'm applying for a job. Or like I'm from the waterboard. My something. name is Bond, James Bond, and I'd like to be your chauffeur. Yeah. Um, boy, I mean, if we're ranking by actor, obviously Dr. Knows first. For me, Goldfinger second. And I'm torn between Diamonds of Forever and Never Say Never Again because they're both pretty unremarkable. But I think I'd put this one last. You'd, well, it's also the sound this, of the arcade behind him does not. But that's do an element that I. Here's the. I, I think they should have, honestly, I think they should have made more of a fanfare about the Diamonds of Forever Bond, James Bond. You know, because uh-huh. it was like to have him back after that, after Honor Majesty's Secret Service, I think is like, it's a get, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a big deal. So right. I think when you bring him back in for this Bond, James Bond, I think, I think, I don't want jazz trumpet. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I you. want like, throw him in a tuxedo. Don't put him in like the worst shirt. And same He's thing in, for Never Say Never Again. He's in a tux. He's in a tuxedo. But, but he's it's just so tossed off. Like there's a good way to toss these off and a bad way to toss these off. And these last two were badly tossed off. 
Do you think that? Uh, do you think that he? How many? I wonder how many takes of that he did. Oh, I think we're looking at the only take of each. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it never said ever again? He. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I'm doing one take of everything. Yeah, Kirshner is just brilliant. That's it. Don't do it again. You'll spoil it. Uh, you have a great Kirshner impersonation. Thank there. you very much. I've been working on drama. <laughs> You've got to put drama. Show them. Don't tell them. Uh, what, what? 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 Could Could you tell me a little bit about your disagreements with George Lucas? Absolutely. Now we were filming in in London, England, and all of the actors were high. Carrie comes in. She's been hanging out with the Rolling Stones all night. She's high as the Rocky Mountains, right? Then Harrison comes in. Harry, we called him. He was high himself. He was always high. <laughs> Kerry would come in after a bender and be high, but Ford was always high. Now, Mark, he was a good kid, but he was always at my heels, nipping at me about something to do with the character. And I just, let's get it done. Look at the big picture. I've got to get these wampas in here and, and shoot this scene where the wampas take over. Oh, so anyway. you were going to do a whole scene? Hang on, you were going to do a whole scene, sir, where the Wampas took oh, over? There's footage of it. it. Exists. They take over Echo Base on Hoth, and uh, <laughs> but we had to cut it because they just didn't look right. They were all bad, long arms played by men. So we says, let's get to the chase. Get Luke to the Swamp Planet, and he can meet the Goblin Boy. <laughs> Now, you famously, of course, had John Ratzenberger in there. Uh, That's right. I was a huge fan of Cheers, <laughs> and I had to get that in there. He's my um, he's sort of my Clint Howard, if you will. So John Ratzenberger is your Clint Howard, and John Ratzenberger also functions as that for uh, Pixar movies. So uh, really... That's right. He's a treasure. He's a conservative <laughs> treasure. He's a, he's a treasure. He's a Trump-supporting treasure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Irving. Thanks so much for stopping by the James Bonding Podcast. You bet. I'll be at WonderCon in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, they've convinced me to dress up in a Bober Fett costume, and uh, I'm going to have uh, Yoder, the Goblin Man, uh, <laughs> and on stage to do a, a Q&A. All right? So check me out uh, there. I'll be there next week. And even though I have since passed, I will be there as a force ghost. How much? Uh, how much will it cost for an autograph and a photo? I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I'm doing them in trade, and so uh -huh. I get your autograph and you get mine. And my thinking is, I'm there's bound to be some future celebrity in the crowd. Okay, so then you'll return go on to make things in a few decades. You'll then return as a force ghost to sell your wares. That's right. I'll open up a little <laughs> booth at Comic Con in San Diego. <laughs> oh mr kirshner thank you so much uh, enjoy You're more than welcome yep you bet <laughs> bye now i, I uh, i'm sorry i didn't mention it but i had to go pee yeah matt you missed irving kirshner he stopped by what uh, yeah he's actually i hold on to your butt here he's uh he's gonna be appearing at a convention in tulsa oh my god i thought he was yeah. dead no, no, he's, he is, uh, but he's going to be there as a force ghost. <laughs> oh, that seems like an yeah, appointment big, convention. Big Q&A, big Q&A with the Green Goblin Man. Wow. And uh, also, uh, anytime you want his autograph, all you have to do is sign something for him. Great, okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, we're just about to hit Roger Moore. Uh, yeah. This is from uh, the movie where his skin looked the best. This is uh, <laughs> Live and Let Die. Solitaire. My name's Bob. James Bob. Well, I mean, there you good. go. That's, that's pretty great. That's He's so good. friendly. <laughs> where where Connery's are smooth, his are affable and truly like like I'm happy to meet you. <laughs> it is well, an actual I mean, introduction. How can you not be happy to meet Jane Seymour? Yeah, come that's on, true. Come on, and that music placed in there is really good. That's a good placement of the music. This, that's sort of, I think, that what the Diamonds Are Forever Bond, James Bond, lacked. Right. Yeah, you may now, be right. Here's, here's how I feel right now, man. I feel bad. We skipped over George Lazenby. Oh, geez, you're right. So I'm going to pump this. I'm going to pump the brakes, and I'm going to go back, and we're going to see Mr. George Lazenby, who you got one shot. Let's hear it. Good morning. My name's Bond. James Bond. Hmm. He says good morning. I know. This one That's has never good. really worked for me, and I think part of it isn't his fault. It, it, I don't sense that he believes it. I, I'm I'm feeling like, as an actor, he's very aware of what he's doing, but I also think, because this was shot on the beach, everything had to be ADR'd, so there's a natural disconnect. Yeah. It's also, um, he's the wettest person ever to deliver <laughs> that dialogue. Uh, there's just, you just... You don't want ADR on these moments. You want it to be the actual delivery because the subtlety really matters and there's not a lot of subtlety in this one even though it's a casual delivery. Oh, and then like the whole idea of like going in and um having to dub that like I know. It's it's, it's the the nervousness times 4, right? right. I mean, you got to sit there and like try to match your own fucking mouth and Yeah, it's just more opportunity to get it wrong. That's that's right. They set him up for failure. Have we decided yeah, that? Maybe. They didn't yeah. set him up for failure. They gave him the best script with the great director. Yeah, they gave him the, the movie came out great. And a second chance. They gave him a chance to move on and he didn't take he, it. He uh he set himself up for failure. He did. He did. Man and man. Man and man. Support for today's show comes from Zipa. That's Happy Z spelled backwards. It's more than a snoring device, guys. It's got a patented tongue strap that's designed to eliminate snoring with two key features. Zipa is an American-made boil-and-bite mouth guard that is a game-changer in the bedroom. What does that mean? It means you're not going to snore anymore. And snoring devices usually have one feature. They either advance the lower jaw or stabilize the tongue, and Zipa does both. It's like Q-Branch designed this thing. It's like, it's like a breathing device that fits in your pocket that you can use to stop Thunderball. Uh, that's right. Operation Thunderball. Uh, guys, it costs less than $100 and sits Zipa custom molds to your mouth. It's super comfortable. It's been cleared by the FDA. It's safe and effective. And if you aren't happy with the product, guess what? You have 90 days and you can return it for a full refund. It's no surprise. Zipa has five-star customer service that strives to maintain the highest reviews and ratings. Guys, Zipa is great. It arrived to my house. The instructions were detailed and very easy to use. Heat up the device, then I bite into it, then it's molded to my teeth. It's amazing. It's like it was custom fit for me, but I just did it at my house. And then, guess what? The snoring stops. After a night or two of getting used to it, it was silent sailing from there on. I was like, it was like I was sleeping like a stealth boat. 
from Tomorrow Never Dies, the greatest James Bond movie ever made. And I can say these things because Matt Gourley is not with me right now. And you know, it is actually the greatest thing ever made. It's Zipa, guys. You should get it. Try it. Z-Y-P-P-A-H. It's happy Z's every night. For the sake and the sake of other people sleeping near you. Just go to Zipa, that's Z-Y-P-P-A-H dot com to learn more and use the code BONDING for free shipping. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H dot com, code BONDING. Hey guys, if you're a fan of our show or improv comedy in general, Big Grande's podcast, Teacher's Lounge, is back for season six and it's available exclusively on Stitcher Premium. Teacher's Lounge is a behind-the-scenes look at a fictional Hamilton High School. It's told by four of the Honor Department's teachers, played by UCP's Big Grande Improv Group. What often makes a comedy podcast special is its skill in constructing a fully realized world. And Teacher's Lounge pulls it off with remarkable flair. Join Big Grande and other special guests from the greater Hamilton High community to discuss hard-hitting issues facing today's high schoolers only on Stitcher Premium. And you can go to stitcherpremium.com forward slash teacher and use the promo code BOND and get yourself a free month of Stitcher Premium. And you know what? If you don't feel like typing in BOND, you can use the code ADVENTURE. Trust me, that also works. Or was it excellent? Oh, my wife says it was excellent. Don't use ADVENTURE. Just use BOND. Whatever. Use BOND or ADVENTURE or EXCELLENT. ADVENTURE's not going to work, but the other two will. Stitcher Premium. Guys, this is what happens when I'm left to my own devices to make these ads. They get out of hand real fast. Here's the show, I think. No, I know it is, actually. The show's coming back. Here it is. Podcast. All right. Uh, all right. Roger Moore. Let's pop back in there. James Bond. That was the end of the solitaire one again. Um, but just so we can go back to talking about that. But he, for someone to come in now and 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 truly fill in for sean connery while still delivering it in a different way but a believable way and in a way that you recognize Uh, there's a lot of nuance that goes into roger moore's performance that's true that i think we don't give enough credit to and i think having watched these a few times this morning with the exception of a view to a kill all of them are truly friendly introductions like like he's yes. your new insurance representative and how can I help you? Like he's paid to be there or something. And that's a smart move on his part because he really does go to charm. As well, it's also to like, where suavite. does it come in? Yeah. Where does it come in in the script too with him? He, you, he, yeah. he gets to do it before the stakes are really there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think it helps in some of these that they're moving? Like in this one, it works because he's, kind of walking through the room same with goldfinger though i would say it doesn't really work in diamonds forever but there's something about him moving in this one i don't know because i think once he's moving once his i think once you're moving the you sort of buy it more because there's an absent-mindedness to the introduction yeah you know because you're like looking around and you're like bond uh james bond yeah and it it does do that it does it's a less sort of believable situation when you're sitting there delivering that dialogue straight on in a in a in a quiet room. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like, and I, I don't think enough is said about Moore's like elegance, even as a mover. 
he's you know he's not always the most believable action fighter but when he's moving through this room it's enchanting <laughs> i don't know what it is <laughs> well i mean it's a beautiful set and yeah. uh you know he is he's yet to take the mantle of roger moore action fighter <laughs> that's right that's true <laughs> by the way i would i would i would write that comic book in a second i would up to this Where point he was he's only roger moore ladder dropper in harlem right uh okay so this is um now the man with the golden gun where he's introducing himself to the uh belly dancer who has the right. golden bullet in her belly button good evening my name is bond james bond now this one the audio does not do it justice it's the look on his face oh he's so, so thrilled good. to be there he's in so fact, he's so happy I gotta watch uh, that one because please do. If yeah. you're at home and you'd like to watch it again, that video is called "Best of Colon." My name is Bond, James Bond! Exclamation point! He comes um, in with this big smile that is just—he <laughs> looks great in this one too. I mean, he looks like a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, I think the idea uh, of him being the friendliest one is so right, is so succinctly descriptive of Roger Moore as James Bond. Yeah. I think you've done yourself, you've done a great job there, man. Yeah. I'm really proud oh. of you for figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from Spy, the spy who loved me. Uh, now, this is his first time doing it in a tuxedo, everybody. So think about that when you're hearing his performance. And seated and stationary. Yeah. So this is not this is not walking, looking at things. This is... Here he goes. Ready? Calvin, my name is Bond. James Bond. Pretty standard. Yeah, this is at the bottom of all of the list for all the Moors because it's just so unremarkable in every way. It's not bad. It's just very... Um, uneventful. I don't know. There's nothing special about it. But at least he already knows that guy's name. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. That's, yeah. That's he's one step ahead of the game there. You're right. Um, now, this is from Moonraker. And uh, this is, this is, um, for me, this is very close to the top for, for, for really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like this one. Here we go. Good afternoon. Can I help you? Yes, my name is Bond. James Bond. Oh, by the way. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, Matt. If you go okay. back and you watch that, it's uh, it's like he's got a little secret for her, and he's delighted to reveal his first name. <laughs> Let <laughs> me watch Because of the way that. that it's shot. The way it's shot, it's over the shoulder, so you don't see him when he says, my name is Bond. Uh-huh. And then he, the, he leans into James Bond in a way that's like, would you believe it? My name oh, is right. James Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one throws me a little because I feel like she's very self-conscious. It almost seems like maybe this is one of the first scenes. Well, they she's shot. got a lot to she's got a lot to think about because she's not only is she a scientist, but she's also working for the CIA, and she has to conceal that. I guess, but as an actress, she's just awkwardly holding her clipboard, and I feel the tension as as an actress that takes me out of it a little bit. I no, I think she's I think she's being. She's she's pretending to be a CIA agent who is acting. Mm, okay, I like to give people so much credit. That's fair. That's for fair. unintentional things. <laughs> uh, did you watch it? 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I love so your that lean in is t- is almost imperceptible, but it is really important. It is the perfect <laughs> punctuation. There's a little. Um, he might as um, well like put his hand on the tip of her nose and go boop. <laughs> yeah. It, it also, like, we might as well get like a little uh, a, a dimple and a and a t- tiny uh, chime hit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that's how charming that is. Okay. That's so true. the for your eyes only is next, and this one happens. This is the first one we see in a car. I like this one. Okay, here we go. Hey, we haven't been properly introduced, Melina. My name is Bond. James Bond. Now, here's what I don't like about this. The car is clearly shifting. You're hearing oh, the car change gears oh, up. Oh, wow. And yet his hand is out to shake her hand. He's not changing gears. I never... <laughs> so if that Citroen is an automatic transmission, please let me know. But I have a great feeling that it is not an automatic transmission. You're probably right. However, he is so affable. And he puts <laughs> me at ease. Like, they have just gone uh, through a lot of drama. And he's yeah. so... The way he's looking at her is priceless. I just feel like it's, it's comforting. And who would not fall in love with this man? He's a charm ball. He's genuinely... I just I wish I wish I got to know him. You know, I, I wish know. I oh. I wish I, I wish I knew him in in that. I wish I was around in 1971 uh to become friends with uh, Roger Moore. And oh, by friends I mean something. to have him be like my big brother. <laughs> yeah, and play cards and backgammon with him and yeah. by like poolside. That would be I would amazing. love it like I would love it if he was charged with entertaining me for a weekend and played mini golf with me. Oh god. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Amazing. Who would be the worst James Bond to play miniature golf with? Well, my default would be to say Connery, but I don't think that's the case because he loves golf. So at least yeah. he'd feel like maybe he's having a good time. Um, I think he'd enjoy himself. I mean, it might be Daniel Craig. <laughs> I agree. I don't think he'd want to be there. I agree. I don't think he'd want to be there at all. <laughs> I mean, I would love it, but I don't think he would. Uh, do you have an answer as to who everyone at home would be the worst James Bond to play mini golf with? If you do, and you have a great reason for that, please email us. What is our email address? I'd like to plug that because we're not getting a ton of emails lately. Um, probably because they know people we don't answer. Uh, no, but, but we... I think S does. She gives us yes. updates. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is it uh, uh, Bond James Bonding at gmail.com? I don't know. Matt, I'm going to find out right now. I am too. Uh, it is bond jamesbonding at gmail.com. You can email us right there. And uh, we are going to be doing it. We got to do another mailbag episode. Yeah. Uh, I like them. And uh, quite frankly, I hope you do too. So uh, that being said, we will now move on to Octopussy. 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 Here we go. This one also takes place in a casino. Hmm. Then uh, why don't you take over the major's position? Uh, Mr. Bond. James Bond. I like this one. He's so good at these. I like that one, too, because he's uh, moving to sit down, and he's been asked his name. Yeah. He's not forcing his name on anyone. (laughs) I think we're going to find at the end of this that Connery has the best one. But Roy yeah. uh, Moore has the Roy most Moore. consistent. Oh, no. <laughs> Roar, Rory, Rory Moore has the uh, most consistency of them all. Like he's great. 
I am excited to reveal the next one to you, Matt, because it involves, uh, quite frankly, the largest prop ever in the history of James Bond movies. That's, uh, of course, a fire truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. This is James Stock of the London Financial Times. Well, actually, Captain, I'm with the British Secret Service. The name is Bond. James Bond. Is he? Are you? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> is he? Are you? Yes. This one's interesting because it's not like a one-to-one line. It's actually part of a plot point, which you yeah. don't often get. Apparently never. We have yet to get it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's the movie is great. The... Uh, and by great, I mean uh, it's a James Bonding podcast, uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time there are three people exchanging dialogue. Usually he delivers it to one human being. Right, right. So that's interesting. Yeah. And also, like, I love how ridiculous that... that I like the way that scene is played for its ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. This is so-and-so of the London, uh, actually, of a British Secret Service. Like, <laughs> I love the cost reaction to go, is he? <laughs> um, do you have a ranking of these moors? Uh, well, you know, here's, here's how I feel about it. I think that his best is his first. I agree. I think the Live and Let Die is the best of those. That's um, great. And, yeah. and the, the way that I would tumble that down, uh, I would go the Live and Let Die one. I would then put the For Your Eyes Only one as mm. number two. Mm. I would then slide Moonraker in there for the mm. uh, for the dimply funness of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're going to have your Man with the Golden Gun, mm-hmm. your uh, Octopussy, mm-hmm. your View to a Kill, and your Spy Who Loved Me. That's not too far off from mine. I'm going to go Live and Let Die as your number one. It's top. Mm -hmm. Man with the Golden Gun, because I just love the way he comes through that door. (laughs) For Your Eyes Only, Drive Me Around Anytime, Rory Moore. (laughs) Number four would be Octopussy. I just like that the stakes are a little high. He's meeting the villain there. It's pretty good. Yeah. Moonraker, uh, A View to a Kill. And yeah, The Spy Who Loved Me is pretty unremarkable as these things go. Yeah. Uh... Well, the next one involves uh, another prop. Uh, we're into prop comedy time here. Uh, <laughs> and this is, uh, this is a 1980s cordless telephone on a yacht. Uh, so, everyone, get ready. Yes. Should call you back. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Hmm. <laughs> Let me say, I really appreciate what they're doing here. And I know because I've heard Dalton say this in interviews that he actively wanted to throw this away and make it a not big deal and and like the opposite of what it's been. That being said, it is so obviously done that way. It's almost jarring. You know, like it's just right. I I think he might also be ADR'd there possibly too, because it's hard to get good sound at sea. But he looks so good. That that uniform he's in, whatever that is, his SAS uniform. Yeah, his oh, SAS. So um, good. Oh, do you know what's funny slash not funny? I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a Call of Duty um, map 
you know, where you play, you know, your team deathmatch or whatever. Uh, Gibraltar. And oh. uh, it's kind of uh. great because, like, some of it is like, oh, yeah, that's totally in um, License to Kill. Oh, nice. I mean, so li- what do you think of it? Uh, <laughs> I... I like it for the because there's okay so not only do you have him taking this woman's phone right <laughs> but you have him choosing to lay down to make the call I know that is interesting <laughs> like yeah wait a minute so, he, he that's lounges the layer on his of side this, yeah that's where interesting. I'm just like wait a second why are we right. <laughs> allowing this to happen <laughs> um, and so for that I think it's uh it's all right but he's he is like really just he's i don't i don't know yeah i appreciate what they're doing but the execution i think is a little lacking or something i do like the phone though yeah i think i had one of those we don't have license to kill on here do we because he gets cut off on that it's when he's meeting sanchez in his office in isma city but it's not quite a full james bond bond james bond so We'll just let that be what it is. And so it is written. We let it be what it is. That's right. Welcome to the Church of James Bonding. Here we go. <laughs> this is now, uh, we're heading into Pierce Brosnan territory, everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's... Thank you, mister. My name's Bond. James Bond. My phone dinged at Ooh, the same time. Text that that happened which actually i think helped the moment yeah play will you play that one again <laughs> of course i will who are they we really here oh let's see i like I, I, I this is good because he's in a casino he's in a tuxedo he gets like i think they really except i, I feel like dalton got short shrift dalton and um lazenby get short shrift here with this whole like uh introductory bond james bond do you know what Hmm. i'm saying because they didn't set it up well enough you mean or what they didn't they didn't like uh have the um they didn't have all the parts in place Mm -hmm. like they didn't like they didn't have a tie on they didn't have the suaveness the because Lazenby's soaking wet in a white shirt and Dalton is pa- has parachuted in <laughs> yeah. and stolen a telephone. So they're but not like set up with like you're in a tuxedo, you're in a very nice suit, you're walking in. Wait, Dalton's I mean oh right. It's like everyone is a direct opposite response to the one before it, the bond before it. Yeah. So Connery's smooth but a little dangerous more is friendly although lazenby is very friendly but it's very um casual like it's it's wet at the beach dalton is t- you know what uh, my theory's got no uh, no well, grounding in reality okay. let's hear let's hear brosnan's first one again this is golden eye fomka jansen followed by pierce brosnan thank you mister my name is bond james bond oh come on you know, this I mean, one's pretty good because he's he actually doesn't play this up. It is as straightforward as any of them get, and that's rare for a Brosnan movie, as we're going to find as we go on. This one is just real right down the middle, but pretty solid. Yeah. 
He's also in a tuxedo. So yeah. points already. Great. They're in a casino. Great. More points. So so far, I, I I do like these. I do like the first one of everybody. Let's let's hear what uh, what happens, Matt, when you go uh, meet someone named Elliot Carver, oh. who might have a plan to have exclusive broadcast rights in all of mm-hmm. China for one hundred years. Here we go. Yes. This is the new banker, Mr. Bond. James Bond. Matt, now, come on. I'm I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I think this one's really good. <gasps> what? This well, is the only thing you like from this movie. Yeah. I mean, the dolly in is nice. Yes. His delivery is nice. I feel he's a little more confident in this one than Goldeneye because he knows he's got the job. Um, yeah. He survived a movie and he just underplays it. I, I'm surprised to see that Brosnan kind of underplays these first two a little bit. It's a yeah. refreshing thing for him, I think. Well, you I mean, you heard him. He, he put a lot of thought into the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe too much thought? Maybe, but it, it seems to be playing well. Uh, okay. So this now is going to be from The World Is Not Enough. Um, and this is uh, happening at the church that was just saved by Electric King, by them rerouting the pipeline. Oh boy, I, you know, I, I, sometimes I have it muted, sometimes I don't have it muted, and uh, that was one of the times when I had it muted. Now I'm turning up the volume, and here we go. She told me she was sending someone, Mister Bond, James Bond. Mm-hmm. It's again pretty straightforward, but don't let that fool you because what's coming next in the same film <laughs> is really something. Okay, so you know, sometimes there's two. There's two in a movie, and this is one of those times. So buckle up, everybody. That was him opposite uh Sophie Marceau. And now here's here he is opposite Denise Richards. Here we go. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what more we can say about that, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess just, if you're going to do it, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, they go it, for it. You're in the Brosnan era. You've He's earned a little credit because he's underplayed them to this point so it's like he's got a little room to play um i think for the brosnan films and this film especially i'm a fan of this <laughs> you are yeah You're i think it's just so me. dumb so dumb that i love it like this oh, is you to a kill level self-awareness you know that i like it's inherently the stupidest thing we've ever seen yeah, like, like it. the whole yeah. idea. I mean, we went over this in the World's Not Enough episode, so I won't go into it too much. But just the whole idea that that's the moment she would ask his name, just crazy to me. It's crazy I to know. me. I know it's bonkers. It's so forced in. It's so ridiculous. Oh, it's insane. Uh, so now let's uh, talk about Die Another Day. Here we are. Guess what, everybody? I had it muted one more time. This one, this is a this is a three people in a scene situation. Mm, yeah. So that's that's something. Uh, 
what is his name? Graves, Gustav Graves. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Bond, James Bond. <laughs> I like the, I like the quietness of it. No music, just a little fencing. You just hear a little fencing. Yeah, Matt, this is uh, sign language for fencing now. That's good. You're beep, doing beep, the little beep, beep. up and down shame fingers. Um, I watch this every time you play it. I watch it with the volume off, and that was the only one I've been able to do where the sound was perfectly synced. <laughs> yes! Yes! It's crazy that Dalton has, I mean, sorry, Brosnan has five. Four yeah. of them are nicely underplayed, and one it just goes out of the stratosphere. <laughs> One one he is playing to Mars. Yeah. He's projecting. Uh that's so funny. <laughs> All right, rank him. So so funny, so wonderfully perfect. You know what? Honestly, here's here's here here's my ranking of these. I'm going to give the Die Another Day Bond James Bond number one, the number one spot. Wow, really? Yeah, I like I like that one. Yeah, I you know, and I also like the way I liked I like how Brosnan has aged. Yeah, I do too. I think he really aged into it, and I and I you know I I think he earned himself at least one more movie, and I'm I'm sad he didn't get it, but you know if it gave us Casino Royale, so be it. Yeah. Um, and then my number two for him is going to actually have to be the Goldeneye one because mm-hmm. it's so classic. Number three is Tomorrow Never Dies. Number four is The First World Is Not Enough. And number five is The Last World Is Not Enough. The Flying now, Away one. The Flying Away one. Now, if I'm entirely honest with myself and the, the listeners of this podcast, number one is Flying Away. <laughs> so why not make it that way? I, I don't know. I just It just is so, like, the whole situation is so ridiculous. But I think... In many ways, it's so um, representative of the mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan era. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sl- uh, you would you would find you are in good company. I'm going to bump it. I'm going to bump it up. My number one is the stratosphere flying. <laughs> the world is not enough. I mean, they went for it. Boy, yeah. did they go for it! You got to give them some credit for that. Uh, Number two all the credit is in the tomorrow world. never dies. I like that dolly in. It's a low angle. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. Uh, number three, Goldeneye, just solid. Number yeah. four, Die Another Day, underplayed. And then I think that second, The World Is Not Enough, is pretty, just a little boring, maybe. The one with Electra. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, guys, now we're going to get into a little bit of uh, the fun zone here. Wait this a minute. Is, uh... Do you think that they underplayed the one with Electra because they know that like the audience is like, wow, they kind of underplayed that and it was a trick to go like wait till you see what you get in about 20 minutes <laughs> it's it's so of that movie it's so like of the 20 minute boat chase you know it's like just like it's over the top but not as over the top as die another day yeah yeah somehow it's not cartoony it's just crazy yeah oh man it's so, so many problematic moments in his movies i know uh, so now we're going to jump into uh, Daniel Craig era, and it looks like the first one we're going to see is from Skyfall here, Matt. Yeah, because this video is saving the Casino Royale one from the end, but just before you play it, I'm on this as well. And the shot of him at the casino table in Skyfall is so beautiful. The colors, man, that looks good. 
Red and gold, buddy. Red yeah. and gold. The luckiest colors there are. Mm. Who doesn't appreciate the occasional twist? Mr. Bond. James Bond. I mean, come wow. on. I He's see delivering that, that with like a real... Just a, just a smoothness. That's the smoothest one. Yeah. Like I'm really thinking good. about it right now. It's very smooth. You never think about what the other person is going through. Like that actress, Berenice Lim, I think is her name. Yeah. Or Marlo. Um, she must see the script at some point and go, holy shit, I'm the person that he says Bond James Bond to. Like there's oh, some pressure there's yeah. some pressure on the receiving end as well. Oh, for sure. You also have to make it believe, you know, like I was saying earlier where you have to introduce yourself to someone and just go mister yeah. like you have okay, to tee up the most that? memorable line in film history. Yeah, That's it's no almost easy task. It's almost like being the person that says to Arnold Schwarzenegger, "Where are you going?" and then he says, "I'll be back." <laughs> yeah, or is it's a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> kindergarten cop detective john kimball uh boy oh boy don't uh don't don't uh don't wait too long for our podcast schwarzeneggering <laughs> uh, i would make that podcast in kindergarten copping <laughs> uh the copy with it okay here we go everybody this is it this is the this is should i Hmm. Should I play? I'll play this one because it's first anyway. But this is the okay. uh, this is the Casino Royal. Here we go. Hello, Mr. White. We need to talk. Who is this? Love that. And then you get him struggling on a on a gravelly, beautiful Italian uh, waterfront property. I'm always thrown that you can see his knee pads under his pants. I got kneedar. Padar. The name's Bond. James Bond. I mean... Oh, God. I mean... That tiny little smirk he gives after the delivery. It's all we wanted in the movie. And, like, they give it to us at the end. Like, I that, think next to the, Connery, that is the most confident one there is. Uh, it's so... It's Connery so had the benefit good. of not having to live up to anything. He had the most to live up to because of all that went before him. And all the pressure he was feeling about people revolting that he can't be Bond. And yet he delivers that. Good God. Um, all right. Now let's hear uh, the Spectre uh, with Monica Bellucci. Here we go. I can tell you that I don't trust you. Well, then you have impeccable instincts. If you don't leave now, we'll die together. I can think of worse ways to go. Then you're obviously crazy. Mr. Bond. James Bond. Hmm. <laughs> Mr. She does it. She says yeah. Mr. With, a, with an inquisitive Mr. That's the sexiest one there's ever been, right? I mean, oh, there's never even well, been one that's been like... Y- you talk about completing a task. 
What? You talk about completing a task in between saying Bond, James Bond. There you but go. But boy, that writing before that is a little well written, isn't it? I mean, when I wasn't watching it, I was just listening, and it, it yeah. does feel overwritten, a little too clever or something. I don't yeah, know. but that goes away when you're watching their performances. Yeah. Because it's bet. Monica Bellucci and Daniel Craig staring at each other. Yeah. His delivery on that line is solid, though. His three. He's he's maybe the most consistent, even though he's had less. But isn't there two, Inspector? Didn't we remember that, that there's one somewhere else? I forget. Oh, we were talking about there being one at the... Um, at the... Uh, the, the, the clinic the spa? or whatever? Something clinic, like that. The clinic you're going to? I've thought um, so. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I think there is, because I think we talked about it with Amanda Maria. Hmm. I could be wrong. Did you ever watch the Daniel Craig uh, sketch on Colbert? Um, I think so, yeah. I don't know that I have. I was wondering if it's any good. Anyway. Let's rank these Craigs. Let's rank the Craigs. Great. Here. Easy. This is an easy ranking, Matt. Uh-huh. I have to say, uh, and I hope you're okay with this, but Casino Royale, number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. Number three, Skyfall. Number four, the one we can't quite remember. Right, right. (laughs) I think I go Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre. But they're all good. Oh. Oh. Yeah, the Skyfall one is fucking gorgeous. Like, it's beautifully shot. Why don't we pick our top three and our bottom three? Okay. This is uh, pretty easy. Okay. The top three for me. Uh-huh. Are Sean Connery in Doctor No. Do I have to go one from each or can I pick multiple from one person? Well we've oh yeah, you just the three best overall. Uh I think Sean yeah, Connery from Doctor No. Live and Let Die, Roger Moore, and Casino Royale, Daniel Boy, Craig. I think that's mine too. I was considering the world is not enough. Instead of Live and Let Die, because it's so bonkers. But I think you're right. I got to go Casino Royale. Yeah, Dr. No, Casino Royale, Live and Let Die. Those are solid. Look at that. Yeah. I think, we're, I think we did it. I think we I think somehow so. agreed with each other on everything. Yeah, and there's no need for to the pick most out part. the worst ones, because there are no bad ones. Well, listen. There are some wooden ones. There are some... Okay, here you go. Here are the worst ones. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Diamonds are forever. Yeah. Um... Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, Diamonds Are Forever, Spy Who Loved Me, and uh, Tim Dalton. Sorry, Timmy. Yeah, they're just... Well, that one's awkward, but the other... I, I don't love Lazenby's either. They're either boring or awkward is the reason, but they're not horrible. They're just not quite as effective as those other ones. But man, watching those makes me fall in love with the series all over again. <laughs> and it's a series that keeps on going, everybody. Uh we uh, are going to be back. What's the, what is our next movie, man? I forget again. It's For Your Eyes Only. Oh, my God. We're going to see that moment in the car. Yeah. We're going to figure out, is that is this Citrion a right, stick right. shift? <laughs> is it an automatic transmission? What's going on in there? How beautiful can you be underwater? We're going to find out all these things. <laughs> and next more. Week. When James Bonding will return. Z- D- does return? When Either James way. Bonding does return. James Bond, <laughs> James Bond, Bye. James Bond,
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.